Now notice verse 4. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumble are girded with strength. They that are full have hired out themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased, so that the barren hath borne seven, and she that hath many children is waxen feeble. The Lord killeth and maketh alive, for he bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. And the whole thought here is that God gives life, the Lord giveth, and the Lord hath taken away, and he has the right to do it. Now, until you and I have the power to give life, we have no right to take life away. Only God has that. And believe me, God will take the blame, if that's what you want to call it, for the death of Ananias and Sapphira. And he doesn't apologize. And he doesn't apologize for the fact that he intends to judge the wicked. They'll go down into death. Separation from God. God doesn't apologize from that. Why? This is his universe. We're his creatures. He's running it his way. Now, if you don't like it, as I said to a young student at Berkeley not too long ago, a fellow that has come to Christ, there are many things that he wasn't willing to accept. And I said, if you don't like the way God has worked out this plan of salvation and the things he's doing, you can go off over yonder somewhere, make your own universe, set up your own rules, run it your way. But as long as you're in God's universe, you're going to have to do it his way. And the most wonderful thing is that you and I can bow to him and come in under the blessing of God if we're willing to do it. Now, Notice verse 6, "...the Lord killeth, maketh alive, he bringeth down to the grave, bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor, and he maketh rich, he bringeth low, and lifteth up." And by the way, that's a problem that many of us are going to have. I can't understand why God has permitted certain to be rich and others to be poor today. I think I could distribute wealth a little bit better than he's done it. I'll be very frank with you. But you know, he didn't leave that to me. He says that he's still in that business. And by the way, he'll be able to explain that someday. And I'm going to wait for the explanation. I know he has the answer. Verse 8, He raiseth up the poor out of the dust. He lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. And what did he put the pillars on? He just didn't tell us. And we know today it hangs on nothing. Now, will you notice, we find in verse 9, "...he'll keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail." By your effort, by your power, your strength, you can never accomplish anything for God. And Christians today need to recognize that. Friends, it's only what you and I do by the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to count. And we ought to learn to be dependent upon him and rest upon him. Now notice verse 10. Here is one of the great verses of the Scripture. This is the first mention of the Messiah, that is, of the word Messiah. Let me read the verse now. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Now, that word anointed is the Hebrew word Messiah. 
and it's translated in the New Testament by the word Christos, and it comes to us in English as Christ. It's the title of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here we have the first mention of the Messiah. God is getting ready to set up the kingdom now as they've rejected the theocracy, and God is going to send a king. 